Baptist Church. It's an honor to be in the house of the Lord. One more time, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you as we approach your throne of grace for another day. Thank you, dear Lord, for granting us the breath of life. Thank you, dear Lord, for touching us, showing us that there is a better way, and you are the way, the truth, and the life. Can no one come to the Father except through you, dear Lord? So we accept and agree. Thou art the true and living God. We ask that you would come into this place, dear Lord. Send that forth thy Holy Spirit. Let that Spirit run rampant. Heart to heart, from breast to breast, dear Lord. Showing us that you are closer than a brother. And that your words are true. The flowers, they fall away and the grass, it withers. Just like humans, dear Lord. But your word will never pass away. And we're leaning on your word even now, dear Lord. Asking blessings upon the pastor of this church. Granting him peace and serenity that he needs, dear Lord. But also the conviction and the courage to push forward. For we need to hear a word, dear Lord. We need to hear a word today. Make our minds ready, our hearts ready, our ears ready to receive that word. My prayer today is that no one leave this place, whether online or in person, unsaved. I want to thank you in advance for what you're about to do today, dear Lord, for you are a mighty working God. Do you do what you need to do, dear Lord, and use us as willing vessels. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Amen. Just happy, just driving up the road here, you know, knowing that there was blessings waiting, and that there were other like-minded children along the path. We're not alone. Never think you're alone, church. Our reading today comes to us from selection 576. It's entitled Forgiveness. And it's taken from the Gospel of Matthew, Galatians, and Ephesians. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him ten thousand talents. But forasmuch as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife, and children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed.
produces and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him an hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry, and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him into torments, till he shall pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such as one at spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted, everyone. And be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Amen. Congregational hymn number 79 at the cross. Amen.
tell you some things you don't necessarily want to hear. Amen. But he's trying to tell you right. Amen. We certainly want to welcome each and every one of you this morning. For those of you who are watching my live stream for today, I know it's a little rainy out. Amen. Uh, You may be watching my live stream for today, but we thank God for each and every one of you. Amen. You know, the year is almost gone. Amen. October is just about over. Just two more, three more days left in October or two more days, whatever it is, but uh, just thanking God for his blessings as we get ready uh, then for that Christmas season that is coming up, but we just want to give God praise and say thank you, Lord, this morning for being such an awesome and a wonderful God uh, for us, so we welcome those who are visiting. If you're visiting here for the first time, we thank God for you. We pray that you will uh, come back and, and spend some time with us as well. You know, as we say here at Second Baptist, the first time you're a visitor, second time you're a family. But, you know, for me, personally, everybody, fam, you fam, as soon as you come through the door, you family, amen. And so we just want to thank and bless the name of the Lord for all of his blessings, amen. I'm going to ask if uh, Deacon Eric Smith, he's going to come at this time and uh, just share uh, a little bit uh, for us about our upcoming uh, pastoral anniversary. Hamlin and I uh, for 28 years. Amen. So, Amen. Let's welcome Pika Smith as he comes. Amen. I used to. Uh, welcome, church. Um, November 5th is going to mark an important day, uh, a day of uh, reflection, a day of thinking of 
somebody's been here and somebody's wife has been here for 28 years and serving the Lord. So on that day, we're going to celebrate the 28th anniversary of Pastor Frank for being here, serving the Lord, serving us, serving this church and embracing us. We'd like you to be here. And also, uh, if you can't be here, think about just trying to give a contribution somehow. Either you write 20th anniversary on your check or you go online and put a 20th anniversary when you go out, get online. We're going to have our own Pastor Paul preaching. So it's going to be a good, glorious day. And just come on out and just celebrate uh, Pastor, I mean, Pastor, well, Reverend Hams for being here for 28 years and just letting, letting, letting him know how much he appreciates everything him and his wife has done for this church. Amen. So God bless you. Thank you, Deacon Smith. We certainly appreciate that. And Sister Hamlin, I believe, is in the fellowship hall uh, putting something together for our youth. She was cooking early this morning, so I don't know what she had back there. Uh, for our young people who are going to be going to um, Ellerick's uh, farm for their harvest fest uh, for today. If the rain uh, holds up uh, there for us, uh, we'll be able to go. So just praising God for his blessings, and uh, certainly I'm excited and grateful for Pastor Paul, who is going to uh, share with us and break for us the bread of life on next Sunday. Amen. I'm certainly honored to uh, have him preach on next Sunday for us. Amen. Uh, please also mark on your calendar that on the second Sunday of November, uh, we are going to celebrate our Ministry Recognition Sunday. Uh, it's a special time where we like to acknowledge and recognize all of the ministries of the church. And then we also will announce our Ministry of the Year for 2023, realizing that all of our ministries do an outstanding job here at Second Baptist Church. And uh, we just want to take a special time and to recognize and to say thank you to all of our ministries. Uh, also, with Thanksgiving coming up, uh, every year we try to be a blessing to those who are in need. And so our mission board, again, this year is sponsoring uh, Thanksgiving meals. Um, we are asking for a donation to the church uh, of $30. If you could uh, do that and place into your missions offering. Uh, we just want to pull all of that together so that we'll be able to bless uh, some families uh, for Thanksgiving. You know, we take for granted the blessings that we have, amen. Uh, probably most of you may grew up in a situation where maybe uh, every Thanksgiving you had a turkey on the, the table and, and all of the things that go along with it or family around you. But there are many who don't have that. And, you know, we are so blessed in this nation to have so much but God has blessed us so that we can be a blessing then to others. So if you'd be so kind and over the next couple of weeks to make sure that you uh, put something extra uh, into the missions offering. And then also if you have names of anyone or families that are in need, please make sure you get those to Deaconess Rochelle Brisbane. Amen. So we can know how many baskets uh, that we need to prepare for Thanksgiving. Also, we mentioned that Christmas is around the corner, but uh, you know you can't wait until Christmas gets here. But uh, every year we have been working along with uh, Bethana Christian Services uh, to present a Christmas and holiday wish. Uh, Sister Hamlin uh, has uh, names or should have names of, of uh, individuals or children that stand in need, and uh, we want to be a blessing to them. Uh, we are asking that you would see her. Um, at your convenience, and she will give you uh, 
names of uh, children or a child and then the particulars of um, getting a gift for them. I know that there is uh, a minimal uh, amount uh, that is asked, so please make sure if the Lord place upon your heart to be a blessing to children, amen. You know, just looking around our world right now and looking at all what's going on, and, you know, we see children. Children have always received the brunt, you know, of things that have gone on in not only this nation but around the world where they are not receiving what they should in so many areas. So if the Lord lays upon your heart, let's be a blessing this year and make sure that you stop and you see Sister Hamlin and that you uh, get a list from her or a, a child to support for this Christmas that we might be a blessing to them. Amen. You know, there's three ways that we give here at Second Baptist Church. For those of you who are in person, we have an offertory box that's located on the back uh, wall here in the sanctuary. Uh, please make sure that you deposit your tithes and your offerings in that box before you leave for today. Those who are watching by live stream, you can click on the Tidely button there on our website and be able to submit your tithes and offerings there, or you can mail them into the church. Amen. Uh, said a minute ago that everything we have, it belongs to the Lord. Amen. And so we are just uh, blessed uh, by the best. And we'd ask that you would just give generously as the Lord lays upon your heart that we might be a blessing and be able to take care not only of the needs here at the church, but the needs of others uh, who are struggling and those who are going through. Let's bow our head in prayer. Eternal God of Father, we just want to say thank you, Lord. For, thank you for an opportunity to give. We, we realize, God, that everything we have, it comes from you. And so, God, we realize that you have blessed us so that we can be a blessing to others. So let us give generously uh, today, God. We pray that you would speak to hearts and, uh, Lord, that you continue to bless those that gave this morning and bless those who had a desire to give but had it not. And so, Lord, we just ask that we would be good stewards, that we would use uh, these gifts, these offerings, these tithes that come in, that we may build up your kingdom while we are here on earth. For we ask these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray that the church say, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord for Pastor Paul and Sister Denise as they come. you by surprise 
When our backs were against the wall, and it looked as if it was all over, you, you made our way. And we're standing here only because you Yeah. <laughs> 
family? How's everybody doing? Pastor spoke of uh, how this, uh, it's the end of October. It's, uh, I mean, it's the, Deacon McFarry and I were talking this morning how quickly October has gone, and then we saw a social media post that said October, November, and December are the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of the year. <laughs> you just get to it, and it just goes. So, uh, but this is the Lord that they has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it before we get to November. Amen. To uh, prepare your minds and hearts as we get prepared for the word. Let's go in there in prayer. Father God, we give you the praise, honor, and glory. You're so worthy to be praised. And Father, we thank you for waking us up. We know that some did not. And so we're so thankful that you give us the ability to fellowship with one another to worship you. Father, we, we thank you. We just love you. We praise you for all that you've done. We just heard that you made a way. You are the way, the truth, and the life, Father God. We are so appreciative, so blessed to have a relationship with you. So blessed to know that we can take anything to you. Know that you are our comforter, our therapist, our lawyer, our physician, the Lamb of God. Father, we are just so thankful that we can be in your presence. Father, we ask that Someone that does not know you gets saved today. Someone that does not know you gets to know you better today, that you reveal yourself to them today, Father God, so they can understand what it means to have a relationship with you. Father, we, we love you. We're just so thankful for what you've done for us, for the blessings you've bestowed upon us, for the life that you've given us, for the relationship that we have for you. So, Father, we ask that you give Pastor Ham the words to speak. Give us the ears to hear. Give us the heart to receive and the courage to apply it going forward. We ask all these things in your son's precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. We worship the God who was. 
Let's give the Lord some praise. Psalm said we shout out your praise. Amen. Amen. I want to thank Pastor Paul, Denise, and Chris. Amen. They threw down over there today. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. What a mighty God that we serve. We have our brother Vince Thompson who is here this morning and Vince went through something that many of us have never experienced. His mother had just passed just the other week and funeral service scheduled for him yesterday and then his father had passed away just two days or three days right before the service on yesterday and so uh, had a service for both his mother and his father 
And so I'm going to tell you that, you know, there's something that many of us have never experienced and just wanted to say to Vince and to uh, Lavinia, your family, that you know that we love you, that we are praying uh, for you. Such a difficult time, you know, which we find ourselves living in. But God had blessed them. They uh, were both in their 90s, I believe, and have been married for 69 years. Amen. Come on, let's thank God for 69 years. And so having lost my parents as, as well, and uh, knowing how difficult that is, that how much you would love to, to see them. My father passed away before I went into ministry. I went into ministry about three years after he had passed. And uh, my mother had the opportunity to come to services and to watch live stream down in Texas. Amen. And so it was a blessing. <clears throat> but I thank God that he fixed it so. That those who are believers and have given their heart and life over to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ we will see our loved ones again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your blessings. Amen. So let us look to the Lord in prayer as we keep the Thompson family uh, in prayer this day. Tell our God, our Father, Lord, we've come on this day, a day that was not promised to us. But Lord God, we are grateful. We are thankful, God, that you allowed us to experience this day. Lord, we pray that you would be with the Thompson family, Lord God, in this time of bereavement. We pray, God, that you would help them to hold on to the wonderful memories that they've had together. Memories of the parents who are being married for 69 years and the memories that they had all throughout their lifetime. <clears throat> the fellowships that they have shared together, the good times as well as the tough times. God, we know that you were there through it all. So we ask, God, that you would just strengthen them, that you would encourage them in their hearts and their spirit to know that this is not the end, but it is the beginning for them. And, Lord, help us to understand that unless we give our heart and our life over to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we won't be able to see our loved ones again in eternity. But, Lord, you have fixed it so that if we acknowledge and receive and accept your son, Jesus the Christ, as our Lord and Savior, then when it's all said and done for us, because a time has been set for each and every one of us, that, Lord, when that time comes, when we've crossed over that Jordan River ourselves, Lord, that you have a place, a home for us in glory where every day is like Sunday. And the Sabbath will have no end. Lord, it's my prayer today, if there's someone here under the sound of my voice who does not know you personally in the parting of this sin, that, Lord, upon your word coming forth, someone will cry out this day, Lord God, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? For we ask this in the mighty matchless, marvelous name of Jesus, who is the Christ, that the church say amen. Let the church say, man, come on, let's give the Lord some praise. What a mighty God that we serve. Amen. I see some of my grandchildren are here this, this morning, so I'm going to have a little extra pep in my step. Amen. Just glad to see them with us this morning. 
I think that we all understand and realize that we are truly living in turbulent times. As we see all of the chaos that is around us, but those who are believers ought to know that what we see is what God said is going to be. Because if you read your Bible, you will see that we are living in the midst of prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes. Amen. And I've heard people say that as they're going through these ups and downs of life and as they look at all of these things that are going on around us, all of the chaos that are going on around us today, people seemingly are ready just to give up. Just to say that there's no hope for us. And if you listen to all of the news reports and the things that they have, even for today, all of the things that are taking place that is going on, you realize that many are struggling. And some have even lost confidence and hope in God. I was looking into the book of Hebrews. The apostle Paul writes there in this book in chapter 10, verses 35 through 39. And he lets us know that we should not lose hope and lose our confidence in the Lord. You'd be so kind to stand with me as we read God's word. Just a few verses this morning. The book of Hebrews, chapter 10, beginning at the 35th verse. For the word of God says, so do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For I'm just a little while. He who is coming will come and will not delay. And but my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. I want to lift the first verse of that text, verse 35. For it says, so do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Do not throw away your confidence. Somebody say faith. It will be richly rewarded. I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning and tell your neighbor, just chill out. God's got it. Tell your neighbor this morning, just chill out. God's got it. I'm going to put my little Pittsburgh accent on it in a minute. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Just chill out. Amen. God's got it. You know, in our text this morning, the Apostle Paul is writing to a group of Christians. A group of Christians who have suffered in the past, and now they were threatened with even more suffering. And the Apostle Paul shares with them the importance of perseverance in the face of trials and the tribulations of life. And he encourages them to persevere in their faith and not to lose hope. Because it's through perseverance that believers will receive the reward promised by God. So what I want to do this morning, I want to ask you some questions. 
Matter of fact, I got about 15 to 20 questions. I went, I'm just kidding with you this morning. Amen. But I do have some questions for you. Do you really believe that God will do what he promised to do? Do you really believe that God is faithful? Can I ask a few more questions? At what point, church, will you give up on God? Will you give up when the troubles and the trials of life and the sickness and pain, will you give up when they come? What can Satan bring in your life that will destroy your trust in God's power to deliver, to heal, to save your soul, to preserve your family, to supply your every need? Amen. What I've discovered, church, and you've seen it for yourself, that too many people are throwing away their eternal inheritance because they allow Satan to bring doubts in their minds concerning God's ability to fulfill his promise. How many of you know that God will fulfill his promises? Amen. You see, the reward of continuing with God, it far outweighs the alternative that Satan trying to offer you. Amen. But yet it is, so many decide, amen, that Satan's reward is greater. Because they are looking at the pleasures of sin. We said before, if sin wasn't pleasurable, ain't nobody would be bothered with it, amen. But too many people are caught up there, amen. And you know why they're there, church? Because it's easier to give up than to keep fighting. Amen. And so what we need today, we need patience. And we need faith, amen? And I found this out personally, and you probably found it out yourself as well, that patience and faith only comes through the hard times and the trials and tribulations that we got to go through in this life, amen? I got a witness in here this morning. Has anybody ever been through something? Amen. As a matter of fact, the truth is, I'll say this for myself, and it's probably true for you, my faith has grown the most through adversity. And I had a whole lot of time for that faith to grow. Amen. Anybody ever have adversity in your life? Have you ever faced adversity in your life? Amen. Have you served the Lord and wondered, why does this have to happen? Why does that have to happen? Have you served the Lord and wondered, why does sickness have to come? Why does financial difficulty have to come? Why does family crisis have to come? Why does spiritual weakness come. Amen. The truth is sometimes we reap those problems from things that we have done in our life that was contrary to God's will. Amen. Somebody. But sometimes that's not always the case. Amen. Sometimes trials and tribulations come church simply because it's a time for a test of your faith and God is testing your faith. Amen. And when God is testing your faith, you can't stop those times when it comes, amen, somebody. Has anybody ever been through a test and you realize that it was a test that God had put you through and didn't God bring you out of it? You're sitting here today, so I know he brought you out of it. Amen in here, somebody. You see, it's not so much what happens that will matter, but how you'll react to what happened. Amen. I'm talking about will you grow through it, the trial, or will you turn back? Amen. That's why God puts us through some tests uh, to try to see what we're going to do with it. Are we going to grow in our faith 
or are we going to turn away? Amen. And listen, we ask God to help us in some things. And I want to tell you, when God gives you the answer, you may not always like God's answer. Amen. But you better remember something that God is sovereign. Amen. And God knows what's best for us, even when we are convinced that we know better. How many in here know that there's some times in our lives when we act like we know better than God? Can I get an amen in here, somebody? There's times in our lives where we act like we know better than God. But remember this. The reward, the fulfillment of God's promise will be waiting for you after the trial is over. That when you have trials and tribulations that come in your life, the first thing you got to do is to look and see if it's a sin issue in your life. Amen. And ask God. God will be happy to tell you. He'll show it to you. Amen. If it's a sin issue in your life. Because the Holy Spirit will convict you that there's a change that needs to come and something needs to be changed in your life. But when you look at it and you discover it's not a sin issue, then you know that God is putting you through a test. Amen. And sometimes it seems that the trials are more than what you can bear. Amen. And and sometimes, church, sometimes, even as believers, sometimes we even question God. Amen. Sometimes uh, we'll be at the very brink of disaster in our spirituality uh, because they even cause us to wonder, is there ever such thing as a real God? Amen. As a believer, sometimes we get so down that sometimes we question, God, where are you? Amen. Is there a real heaven? What real power? Is there a God that really cares about what I'm going through, what I'm facing? God, do you care about what's happening in my family right here and now? Let me tell you this morning, church. God gives us some faith to start out with. And when we begin to face the battle, you ever notice when we start into a battle, we begin the battle with a lot of faith and trust? Amen? When we begin the battle. But the truth is, many times, we're like Peter, who faced Jesus at the Last Supper. Amen? And, and Peter promised on his life that he would never deny Christ. Yet he found himself denying Christ just a few hours later. Amen? And you got to wonder, why would Peter deny Christ? He just told Christ that I promise my life that I'll be with you. But what happened to Peter's great faith and great strength? You know what happened? Satan began to mess with him little by little. Little by little, doubts came in. Little by little, the trials get worse, church. Until there comes a point in every test and trial where we got to make a decision whether or not we are really going to trust God. Amen, somebody? Or are we going to run? Peter denied Jesus because the battle became too hot for him. Amen? And his faith wavered. And if the disciples' faith can waver, I want to tell you, our faith sometimes can waver. Come on, let's tell the truth in here and shame the devil. Amen? The truth is, we all have had times when our faith has wavered. Amen in here, somebody. We've all had time. And they struggle. Sometimes we struggle and want to know, is, is the Messiah really the deliverer? Amen. Is he the one I can put my trust and faith in? Some of you had those kind of questions. Amen. But my brothers and my sisters, God has promised that he would never leave us and that he would never forsake us. Thank you, Lord. So we got to wonder, why is it then that we oftentimes feel 
that God is a million miles away from us. Amen? And not in my heart. Have you ever felt like that? That God was a million miles away and not in your heart. Amen? Why is it that we can't seem to touch heaven and our cries and prayers seem just to fall from our lips to the ground at our feet? Amen? Why is it that it doesn't seem like my prayers are getting through to God? Amen? I want you to know that God even hears those words that fall to the ground. Amen, somebody? He hears those words that don't even seem to have any power behind them. God hears. And God knows what you're going through. God knows what you need and your situation. You may have some situations going on right now in your life that nobody else knows about but you and God. But yet you're going through something right now. And God is trying to help you and let you know that I got you. Just chill out. Amen. Listen to me. God has already placed a limit on your test before it began. Amen. He knows how much you can handle. You remember what he did with Job? Amen. God allowed Job to go through the trial so far and no more. Amen. I shared with you last week on 1 Corinthians 10, 13. You all remember when we talked about the temptations and what God can give? Listen to what the word says. That no temptation has overtaken you except that which is common to mankind. God is what? God is faithful. That he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Amen? Listen to me. When the limit of your ability to survive the test is reached, when your faith and trust overcome the power of that test to destroy you, you know what God does? God comes quickly to put an end to your trial. He shows up, Pastor Paul, he'll show up right on time, amen, in your situation. The scripture says that he will come quickly and he will not tarry, Amen. You know, it's the same. I was thinking about this, Reverend Jack. It's the same that we go through as parents. When we are watching over the children that God has blessed us with, amen, and be responsible. And when we see them going through hard times. Sometimes our children got to go through some hard times when they're young. Anybody have children that are teenagers or grown adults? You know that they go through some stuff, amen, and have some time. Hallelujah. And the reality is, when we see them going through some hard times, we struggle as parents because we don't want to see them have to go through. And it's only when we see them giving up and when we see them going under for the third time that we suddenly then jump in and try to help them out. Amen. Because the reality is, there's some things that children got to learn on their own. And sometimes as parents, sometimes we jump in too soon. And we won't let them experience some things. Amen. It ain't going to, if you see it going to kill them, jump in and do what you got to do. But if you see that they need to learn some lessons, let them go through with whatever God is dealing with them for. Amen. And the reality is, church, that's how God deals with us as his children. Amen. At the point when God sees us reach our limit. He jumps in and rises quickly, and he flies to our rescue, amen? He won't let Satan destroy us. He's not going to let Satan knock us down that we fall. He only cares, but he has the power, God, to overcome anything 
that you're facing. Amen. No matter how hopeless the situation may be, how many of you know that God can overcome anything in your life? Amen. So I wonder why it is then that we give up so easily when things seemingly don't go our way. Amen. Don't you think it hurts God when he has to watch his children hurt? Amen. But sometimes you got to go through. How many of you all have been to the doctor's office with your children and they had to get a shot? And they pull out a hypodermic needle. Amen. And you sit over there wanting knowing that you can't handle that needle yourself. Amen. And and you feel for the child and and you want to help them and you want to if matter of fact, you're thinking that if I could take this shot for myself, I would take it so my child don't have to take it. There are times when you had to even hold your child down physically to take that shot. Amen and there, somebody? When you had children and sometimes they you know they gotta get their shot. And they want to do, and you can literally got to hold them in order to take that shot, and it hurts you. You felt bad that you had to do it, amen. You wish that you could have taken on the pain yourself. And so, what makes us think then that God feels any less for what we're facing? God cares, church. It's easier to give your own body to the sickness than to watch your children be sick, amen. It would be far less painful to take the shot for your children than to have to hold them down and them go through it. Amen. And the reality is God didn't feel any less about his own son. Amen. And he doesn't love us any less either, church, because God painfully, God tearfully, God angrily and lovingly gave his only begotten son just so that we could experience deliverance and salvation. Thank you, Lord. Amen. When I think about it all, I can think about what a loving and merciful God that we have, our Father in heaven. Amen? You see, our children will only survive if we place our faith in God's ability to heal and deliver. How many of you all know that God is still a healer? Amen in here, somebody. When I was sitting here and I was listening to the first song that you sang, and that was just a beautiful song, Denisha, God just used you, you did a beautiful job. On that song, but when I was sitting there, I was thinking through that song of what God can do and the ability of God to heal and deliver. I was thinking about Reverend Toller and uh, what he's been dealing with for the last eight years. Amen. Uh, He's been dealing with a thorn in his side. And as I was sitting there and you were singing that song, the Lord laid on my heart and spirit that we need to pray over him for a healing. Because I believe that God is still a healer. I believe that God is still a deliverer. I believe that God is... Anybody believe, like I believe today, that God is still a healer? That God is still a deliverer? That God can still make a way out of no way for you? Hallelujah this morning, church. Amen. Amen. You know what God will do sometimes, church? God will use. He'll use man. Whatever limited knowledge that they have, amen, the doctors and all. I don't know if you've encountered some doctors who think that they're God, amen, and try to tell you uh, uh, this is going to happen to you, that's going to happen to you, and here you relying on the Lord. They, it's going in one ear and it's going out the other because they're not speaking then God's power. But when you know that you know, and when you turn it over to the Lord, <laughs> And you say, God, I'm turning this situation over to you. Lord, you have your way in this place. 
God, you do what only it is that you're able to do. Amen, somebody. Because what happens is that God begins to use his supernatural power. How many of you know that God has supernatural power? Amen. You know, when I was young, I used to like the comics and all of that and some of the superheroes and, and all of that. And uh, Superman could fly and this one, body man could use a web and, and all of that. And I was looking at their powers. But then when I stopped for a moment <laughs> and began to think about the powers of the almighty God <laughs> and all the power that God has, the supernatural power that God can work in your life. The supernatural power that God is able to do things that man said is impossible to do. The supernatural power that God is able to heal what man said is unable to heal. Because when I look back over my life and I think about all of the goodness of God, come on in here, somebody, that God begins to do something in your spirit and you begin to believe that God is able to do all things. Is there any believers in the house today that know that God is able? To do all things. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. Listen to me, church. All of this that you're going through, these trials, these tribulations, these tests that you got to go through, is an ultimate purpose meant for your own good. Amen. Touch somebody and tell them, just chill out. Tell them to chill out. Yeah, chill out. Amen. That God's got it. And that God is putting you, church, through a test. Amen, somebody. And I believe that God just had me stop by this morning to let you know that nobody can cheat on God's exams. Hallelujah this morning, amen. You can't shortcut God's lifelong lesson plan. I did say lifelong, amen, lesson plans, amen. Nobody can rewrite the test to make it easier, amen. Has God ever put you through a test, church? Amen, somebody. You know what I found out, Reverend Jackson, about God's test? Let me tell y'all something about God's test. God's test, when you think about it, comes in many forms. Amen? Comes in many forms. You all remember when you were in school? The types of tests that you had when you were in school? Amen? Well, let me tell you something. God got his own test. Amen? God has a fill-in-the-blanks test for you that allows us to write our own actions and reactions and in turn determine how the rest of the test will go. Amen, somebody. God has multiple choice tests. Amen, somebody. Where you face the confusing task of determining which move to make. Amen. Which path to take and what answer is right and wrong. Amen, somebody. And, And what I should be able to do when I got a close call. God has some tests. He has true and false tests. You all like that true and false test. Amen. When you were in school, because you know you had 50% chance of getting it right or getting it wrong. Amen. But God has true and false tests, church. Questions arise as to what's ethical, what's right, or what's wrong. You got to make a choice. Amen. And not only does the discernment of the Holy Spirit within can reveal the right answer to you. Amen. Listen to me. The good thing is that all of God's tests are open book tests. Amen here, somebody. I'm talking about the Bible, all the tests you go through. It's an open book test. The bad thing is that most people don't open up the book. Amen. Oh, I used to like it when we were in school. Amen. When we had open book tests. Amen. I knew I was going to do pretty good on that. Amen in here, somebody. But see, people would rather cheat and run. Run to the pastor. Or run to the neighbor. 
or run to the friend or a brother and sister in the church than go to the word of God and open up the Bible. Amen in here, somebody. Listen, God's book, the Bible contains the answers to your test. Amen. Not me or anybody else. We can only give you the same answer that God's going to tell you in the book. Folk all the time, they come to me, Pastor, I was asking about this and that. I, I said, well, listen, what I'm going to tell you is what the Word of God says. Now, you may not like what the Word of God says, but the truth is you got to deal with that. Amen. Because the Word, how many of you know that the Word of God, His, his Word is truth? And he, God can help. Amen. You see, in this Bible, it contains the answers. Amen. All you got to do is read it. Read it and ask God to reveal it to you through his word. And if you do it, you'll be amazed at what God can show you in his living word. Amen, somebody. Because God gets so much satisfaction and so much pleasure out of his children when you come to him. We got to stop running to everybody else trying to solve our issues and problems and looking on the internet and see what kind of self-help this and that I can find. How many of you know that you just got to go to the word? Every now and then you just got to get out on your knees and pray and ask God to show you what he's saying in his word. Amen. We just got to chill out, church, because God's got it. Listen, don't throw away God's blessings. Don't throw away your faith or your confidence and your hope and your trust in God. Amen. Because I don't want any of us to fall. I don't want any of us to fail God's test. We just got to keep the faith. Amen. How many of you are willing to keep the faith today? How many of you know that God has it all under control? How many of you know that God is able to do what man said is impossible to do? How many of you know that God can fix your situation right now? How many of you know that God is able to turn things around in your life? How many of you know that God can lift you up when the world's trying to put you down? How many of you know that God is able to do what man said is impossible to do? And if you really believe it today, if you really want to live it today, if you really want to serve God today, then somebody ought to raise their hands and clap their hands and give God praise and glory and say, thank you, Jesus, for all of your blessings. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Stand with me today, church. Stand with me today. That's what happens when you are living by faith. By faith. That's what it's all about. God's saying, listen, all of this stuff we see that's going on all around us, all of the chaos, all of the hatred and issues and problems that we see, God's saying, listen, just chill out. I got this. If you read his word, God will show you everything in his word, what's going on. Amen. Ask the Lord for discernment. Lord, show me what's going on. Let me tell you something. As a believer, I see God's word being played out right before our very eyes. Amen. We got to get with him. We got to learn his word. We got to read his word and ask God to help us to maintain it in our hearts, to live it out, to apply it. And whatever test that you're going through right now, let me tell you something. The test will soon be over. The test will soon be over. And you'll be glad that you didn't quit. You'll be glad that you didn't give up. Amen. I'm so glad that one day, 
Jesus didn't give up. But he kept hanging on. He left heaven sitting on the right-hand side of God to come down to this. Amen. I want to tell you, in my spirit, I don't have the same kind of spirit that Jesus had that he gave God. But in my human spirit, I'm not sure I would have left heaven and came down here to this. But God being God. And you know, we ought to thank God that he is God. And beside him, there's none other. Amen. We ought to thank God that he is God. That he loves us even in spite of ourselves. We ought to thank God that he is God. That no matter what's going on in our lives, God still loves us and God still cares about us. Amen. Church, just chill out. God's got it. So whatever we see coming in the next weeks, and I want to tell you, it's going to be some pain that comes from the wars that are going on and the things experienced. We may even experience something in our own country. Amen. Not soon, soon for now. But what we need to do, and we know that our help comes from the Lord for all of his blessings, for all of his grace, and for all of his mercy. Amen. Pastor Paul, I'm going to ask Denise to come back up with me and sing the first song that you were singing, amen. As our deacons go down the aisle, and maybe there's someone here today that the Lord is speaking just to you. This is your day. This is your opportunity. You're not here by coincidence. You're not here by happenstance. But you're here today because God ordained you to be here. And so listen to his voice right now as God is speaking to you in a way only he can. He made a way. Thank you, Lord. If there's someone here right now and the Lord is speaking just to you and you don't know Jesus and the parting of your sins, or maybe you live in a community and you don't have a church home and God is saying you need a covering in your life, amen. Respond to God's word. Come to him just as you are, and God will fix it in your soul. Amen. Is there one here today? For those who are listening by live stream, if the Lord is speaking to your heart right now, you're going through the trials and the tribulations of life and don't know where to turn. Turn to Jesus right now. Open up your heart and your mind, and he will receive you just as you are. He made a way. I'm going to invite those who are going through trials and tribulations or need prayer today just to come to the altar. Amen. Let us take our burdens to the Lord and let's leave them there. Amen. Whatever you stand in need of, God is able to provide it. Let's come today. All those who stand in need of prayer. Yes. Come today. When our backs were against the wall, yes, and it looked as if it was over, you, you made a way. Yes, Lord. And we're standing here. Let's move in as close as we can as others come. You That God is able to make a way for you. Amen. With every head bowed. Every heart. Made as humble as you can. And it's because of you.
God our Father, we love you, Lord. We bless you, Father. We ask God that you would just be with us now, Lord. Somebody needs you to make a way in their life, God. Lord, you know what they're going through. You know, God, what they stand in need of. And just like their earthly parents who don't want to see their children hurt, we realize, God, that you don't want to see us in pain as well. God, help us to turn it over to you. You're the God who has the answers for all things. And Lord, whatever healing needs to take place, be it a physical healing, be it a financial healing, be it a spiritual healing, be it a relational healing, whatever it is, God, we ask, Father God, that they would just turn it over to you. We know that you're able. You're a supernatural God, and we love you, Lord. We thank you for being our God, our Lord, and our Savior. We turn it over to you, God, just to have your way right now. For we ask these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Let the church say amen. Amen. Lift it up, Denisha. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. Let's give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Down unto him who is able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. Come on, what a mighty God we serve. Oh, <laughs> 